This is Making It Happen by Sims, a podcast that brings people, business and technology together. Uh, good morning, um, everybody. This is uh, another podcast in our Make IT Happen. Um, and I'm delighted today to be joined by Alex from Solidime. Uh, Solidime, uh, key partner for Sims International. Um, and as I said, we're very pleased and honored to have Alex with us. So um, Alex is the uh, Amir sales director. And I think a great place to start, Alex, is, yeah, let's introduce Solidime, a brand that uh, arrived in the UK early 2022. Um, perhaps you could give a bit, bit of background to Solidime and uh, sort of make our listeners aware um, of what you're about. I'd love to. And first of all, thanks a lot for having me here. It's a big pleasure. We, we work together for, for many years and... For many people's name Solidime could be very new and, and, and they might think what is what is Solidime, but essentially we all we all come in from Intel Storage Group. I was working for Intel for 19 years before becoming part of Solidime uh, in 2022. So what happened essentially? Intel as a company started its business from the memory, not many people know, like more than 50 years ago. And then uh, it was a big uh, long history of innovations in the memory and storage space. Intel was part of designing the first uh, NorFlash, uh, designing the NVMe specification, uh, being part of the open compute projects, uh, leading in the, uh, the SSDs, MLC NAND, uh, TLC, 3D NAND, and it's, it's a long history, right? It, obviously, strategies changes and things changes, and Intel decided to divest this business. Um, and now uh, this business has been acquired by SK Hynix one of the major memory storage players. So since 2022, we uh, independent subsidiary of SK Hynix, but the core group of people who, who are making Solidime now is 90% of those people are ex-Intel people, right? And what you remember from Intel SSD days, and we still sell many SSDs which have Intel label on them, because until they go into the life, you see no point of, of changing that, right? But the new products you will see uh, being Solidime. It's, it's still the same legacy of engineering, uh, a legacy of innovation and a myopic focus on the quality of our products, right? Um, so we, we we offer products for data center clients. Uh, we service cloud customers and we have client products as well. And uh, we have relationship with major OEMs, uh, major CSPs, and it's not only America, it's global. It's Asia and China and EMEA. Um, and we really foster relationship with storage innovators. Many of you may have heard about Vast, uh, and they disruptive storage appliances, uh, vast using our technology, our QLC drives and their solutions largely, right? So the headquarters of Solidime is based in California, um, in uh, Sacramento, right? And with the backing of um, SK Hynix, um, we're getting their uh, manufacturing scale. We have about four fabs in total for Nant, and SK Hynix also have a DRAM business, which we figuring out how can we bring to the market together and scale together. So we think we have this, scalability engine, access to manufacturing, we, we understand the market from the Intel days, uh, how to scale, how to work with the partners locally, right? And we have an aspiration to become a number one storage supplier by the end of this decade, hopefully. So that, that's who we are, essentially. Well, thank you very much. That's um, uh, a very, very uh, 
a good introduction to Solidime. So the headquarters is still in in the USA. You mentioned currently yes. four fabs. Where where would the fabs be located? If if I remember correctly, we we do have three fabs in Korea, right? And we have one fab in China, right? That's for the NAND, right? The memory I don't have exactly on top of my head, but I think they also spread across Korea and China. Okay, and and the makeup of your colleagues at Solidime, these are mainly people who were with you at Intel. Yeah, so the my team and the people who work in my team, we I have employees in four different countries. Uh, from Israel all the way to UK, right? Um, they they are all ex-Intel people, right? With the decades of experience in the local market and working with local partners and, and people know them uh, really well. And that relationship really helps because we, I think one of the cornerstone of how we see ourselves as a supplier, we work through partners, right? We don't see ourselves delivering everything. I think uh, th- th- this is actually the, the, the Intel legacy in a way. I remember... Back in 2013, when one of the Intel CEO, Paul Atelini, was leaving the company, uh, we had a sales conference and he did this um, nice reflection kind of speech about like his time at Intel and uh, conclusions and learnings. And I think he, he said, we win when our partners win, right? That, that was true for Intel and that's true for us, right? And I think this is one of the cornerstone of what we're doing is to making sure we are supplier of choice for our partners. Because we believe without partners, we will not be successful. That's that's a big thing. Yeah, and I guess for Sims, um, we often we think about our business and, and being a partner of choice, and therefore I can see how that's aligned to to how you think about it, wanting to be supplier of choice. So perhaps that is a good uh, a good way to look at how why our partnership is 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 as it is today. And, and look, we, we know each other since, what, 2017, maybe 16 even, right? Yeah. And and, it, and it's not the transactional relationships, right? We're just making sure we help each other along the way. Um, it, it's a long-term um, partnership. It, it's not just, you know, oh, we sell and we just you know come to the next order. This is not how we work. Okay. Um, and clearly your role heading sales in Europe Um could you just give a bit more detail about the target markets that uh, very much for, for your EMEA business, what that looks mm-hmm. like? I think that there is no secret that if you look at the semiconductors overall, right, the, the biggest growing segment in semiconductor is data center storage, right? This is where the demand for storage just keeps going. And I think part, part of the mission of our company is to help to unlock potential of the data and the data needs to be stored somewhere. Right, and uh, okay, you have a client computer. You need maybe one SSD, and the capacity is I don't know. I have two fifty six gigabyte on my laptop, and it's good enough for most of the tasks I do day to day, right, in the business world. If you have a server, you can have four, eight, twelve, twenty four drives per server, right? You have capacity. I think we'll talk more about this when we talk about sustainability and and the footprint and things like that, right? But but the data is exploding. There is huge amount of data, and and we we understand that the, the Compound average growth rates, despite all the market um, situations we see in swings and it's kind of volatile environment, the demand for the data storage is only going up, right? And and we, we think that the, in the semiconductor industry, data center storage is the biggest one. So this is where we're focusing primarily and a lot of offering is geared toward that segment. Um, we do also have client products, right? Uh, th- that's another segment. We, we mostly were focusing on the B2B in a client. Um, and we look at the 
um, cloud storage solutions specifically, not to be as a component, but we also look how does it fit into cloud workloads. I think one thing we try to deliver a value for our customers, we, we don't focus on just the pure synthetics numbers to mabuzzle people saying, hey, this is like sequential, read sequential, right? It's like comparing the car's um, performance on a straight line, right? Nobody drives the car on the racetrack. People drives the car day to day. So what our engineers do is to make sure that the workloads, major cloud partners are using, right? Uh, or major OEM partners are using. They, they really make a difference in those real world scenarios, in the databases and virtualization environments and multi-tenant environments, noisy neighbor, et cetera, et cetera. So we try to design for the real world as opposed to just for, for the specs and for just biggest numbers. Okay, and sort of continue on that on the, on the sort of your your technology, um, uh, uh, the, the using the um, USP. Um, how and what is the benefits that your partners would see from that? We 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 feel if if you, if you say if you say data center storage, right? We feel there is definitely a drive to make storage cheaper, make storage faster, and make it bigger, right? And this is where we're focusing a lot of our efforts, right? And and at the same time, we, we cannot compromise on quality. We, quality was always paramount and almost like paranoid drive from our engineering team. Not cut the corner, make sure we, we hit the specs, make sure we have consistent product. If you provide a warranty for five years uh, and provide the specs for five years, you might wanna, wanna make sure it's all lasts over that period, right? Um, so we, we see a big inflection point on the market this. Uh, more than 60% of the data in data centers today stored on the hard drives, right? And it makes it super difficult to analyze this data and make any useful insight of this data, right? It's great for archiving and other things. And I'm not saying hard drives gonna go away. I'm saying with the, with the rays of AI and analytics and smart decision and insights, you need data to be in a warmer storage, closer to your compute, to, to fill all the scores, all these GPUs with the data, you need it to be stored on a faster media. And we lead at the QLC technology. It's a four bits per cell. We already showed, I think last year on the Flash Memory Summit, prototypes of the drives with the five bits per cell. That's the one angle when we see we can put more data in the same volume. At the same time, many of you may have heard about 3D NAND when we keep stacking the, the layers of the memory together uh, on top of each other, more like skyscrapers. So we feel there is a good path to keep making storage cheaper and higher density, which really fits this data center usage. You want less drives per server. You want faster ones. You want to start moving from the hard drives because the TCO crossover is already happening. Running the hard drives, you have performance implication, reliability implication. You have power efficiency implication and sustainability, right? We feel many, many customers already switching more and more of the data to storage. We're making the storage, QLC storage, more affordable and making the switch happen. And I think this is a great opportunity for all of us. And today we offer drives up to 30 terabytes capacity at a very competitive price point. At the same time, we're not compromising on the drive quality because price points enabled by technology, not by just cutting the corners. And we see the path later this year to introduce 60 terabytes SSD, right? You cannot have it today with the hard drives, right? And that's opened up a lot of opportunities, especially with interfaces like PCI, PCI Express 4, PCI Express 5. And you have this new server platforms from Ampere to AMD to Intel who offer huge amount of cores, huge amount of PCI Express lanes. We, we think this is the big opportunity for the market, uh, for the partners to, to capture. Okay. Um... 
So clearly, uh, a really forward-thinking uh, roadmap. Uh, I, I you know, we know, and I sense from what you're saying, quality is is really key. Um, what, what about the on the people side? Um, as you head up the, your European business, um, do you want to just explain a bit about the support that partners uh, can expect to receive from Solidine um, here in, with the local presence that you have, both UK clearly. We're a UK company, but but in Emir. Oh yeah, absolutely. So we 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 come from from Intel Channel experience. I spent most of my time at Intel working in the channel, working in distribution, working with local partners. They they are very different to the big OEMs and big hyperscalers, right? And we do understand the difference, and we do understand what matters for them. So we we really work through uh, our resale distribution partners. One of them is Sims in UK, right? We, we want to make sure our products is readily available uh, because we do understand that many local partners, they do, do, don't do planning for two, three quarters ahead on their purchases. They need to have stock. They need to have products available here. We do invest a lot in a post-sale support. We do uh, like separating from Intel. We, we, we understand that this is important. So we do have a call centers around the world. Uh, you can go on the phone line. You can raise a web ticket. You can do email. If you have any issues, there is a team trained to go and troubleshoot the issues. And we do also have a team of field application engineers to go deeper and help partners with their solutions, uh, architecting solutions and helping them if they hit some bottlenecks or what have you, that, that's another thing. And we also pride ourselves on the warranty. So with Intel, we used to have advanced warranty replacement when we replace product, not the money. And for many people, it's important if you have a, a stack of similar SSDs running in the RAID configuration or JBOF, right? You really wanted the same one. We're still establishing that infrastructure, but we really want to make it work later this year, right? So making sure we not only sell the product, but we have this support infrastructure, right, available uh, to the, for that peace of mind. Uh, that, that's we, we deem it very, very important. In UK, yeah, absolutely, but also across other 40 plus countries, we sell our products in EMEA through our 10 plus distribution and resale partners. Okay. So, I mean, clearly um, a great product with great technology has support both from from design or architecture through the transaction of uh, the product getting to market and then importantly, post-sales, um, which um, clearly for, for partner like Sims, that's really important, but clearly you as an organisation have invested in that area. Absolutely. Okay, so um, changing the subject slightly. So, so um, um, I'm sitting here in in Kent, um, in, in Lenham, and uh, I guess that the, in fact, I know because I've looked at the meter, uh, the uh, energy or the power needed to do this podcast is actually coming from the sun. So, uh, above my head is solar panels and. Uh, um, this is very much part of um, Sims' yeah. investment um, in, in sustainability environment. Um, so, from from Solidime's point of view, from let's say from a, a corporate level, um, could you uh, yeah just uh, explain the the importance you as a company seen you know around environmental issues and sustainability? Lots been written. Um, about semiconductors and, and what they're looking to, to do. Um, uh, 
it would be good just to get an insight to to you know, Solidarity's view on all of this. It is a massive topic, and it has many, many angles, right? And, and I hope we'll touch a few of them because it's, it's a very big story. The one thing is running the factory and the amount of water factory consume and, and, and things like using solar power. Uh, there is a lot of going on that. There is a lot of stuff going on on the product side as well. If you have heard about EDSFF, Enterprise Data Center Form Factor, which Intel and now Solidime are part of founding members, this form factor for, for the future uh, enterprise uh, storage is actually focuses not only on performance, but optimizing the cooling up to 40% efficient to do the cooling. If you, if you deploy your solutions on a scale, it's very important to, to do that, right? The things we do when we source um, uh, ingredients when we make an SSD in components, we look at um, responsible sourcing, right? When we um, design our logistics, right? And obviously when we separate it from Intel, we have very different logistics needs now, uh, different products, uh, subset, right? Uh, we look at that, how do we reduce the footprint? Can we deliver straight, say, to the country as opposed to going through some hubs? But it makes sense, can we consolidate? Can we put product in the forward stage warehouse in Europe so our partners can pull as they need to so we reduce overall amount of shipments? That, that's also the thing. I think even more important is how do we help our customers create solutions with our components, which would reduce footprint even further, right? Because I think that that could be even a bigger impact overall. And I think we can talk about this if um, if you're interested. I can elaborate a bit on that story. Yeah, no, I, I think it's, as you say, it's a really, really important subject. And, and I think, uh, yeah, please um, explain in more detail. Sure. So it's 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 always about um, how we can accomplish certain workloads, certain tasks, or, or solve certain problems, right? If you're running the AI models, or if you're storing the data, or if you're doing the virtualization, or what have you, if you're a cloud provider, or or if you're an OEM and you you sell to the partners, they think about it. And what we believe in by making storage bigger and more affordable, right, and, and faster. Um, we think that it all results in having less servers needed to do the same job, right? If you use hard drives to achieve the performance, you might need more hard drives in parallel uh, to rate them to get the speed, right? And then it might still not be enough. So you need more servers to do the same thing. We think with the bigger capacity drives and more cores and more compute, more GPUs in the same server, you can actually reduce number of servers. You reduce number of servers, obviously you reduce the manufacturing cost of that manufacturing footprint, uh, and you essentially need less, less electricity, less nodes, less maintenance. That's important, right? But, but the other angle, which is very important as well here, is that what we make possible with that, when the data available are um, uh, more faster media for the computer to analyze, the companies who are using this data, they can make better business decisions. They can optimize the logistics chain. They can optimize, make decisions better on manufacturing and predicting the demand. And, and that reduces a lot of waste. It's great for their bottom line, absolutely, but it's also great for the environment because they're better geared for what actually, like the, the, having more impactful decision, which really matters uh, to the business, really matters to environments and not overproducing, not running in situation when they need to rush things. So there is a lot of that. And 
the last one is replacing hard drives. We, we know obviously they older technology, they have the use, but the hard drives require as well. And if, if you have many of them, you need to have uh, extra infrastructure for that. You need to have some special gimbals to reduce vibration. Uh, you might need some extra cooling for that, right? You might need some extra space as well. So that that is another angle, right? So it, it, there is a lot of that. And we we have a team of field application engineers who works with the customers and, and we're trying to go a bit further than most of the vendors go. We try to help them design the solution in mind is what, what they're trying to do. And I, maybe I'll give an example. We have an automotive customers who were coming to us and saying, we, we use data logging uh, and we need big capacity drives and very fast drives, right? And I think they were talking about the drives which are three drives per day or something, right? Um, our field application engineers were able to tell, uh, to, to explain and do the proof of concept when that they can actually have less drives with a much lower endurance. We're talking about the QLC, which will do exactly the job. It will save them an amount of drives they need to drive in every car, right? Uh, and it will save them the cost of the solution and they're perfectly adequate for their needs, right? It's doing the job what, what, what they need. So it's, um, it's way more than just here is a component and do whatever you want. We're trying to help them all along the way. And are your field engineers, um, when they're visiting uh, uh, clients, uh, users, let's say, of, of uh, your products, it is the are they being asked about uh, environmental sustainability? How important is that becoming in the choice of which brand you, you're going to support? Absolutely. We see it's more coming from the cloud customers because yeah. naturally they have bigger deployments, but we do see the OEM customers doing that as well. We have examples in Germany quite recently. We have a customer who's specializing on HPC and they develop water-cooled HPC clusters. And one of the unique value proposition which we're helping them to unlock is to use that water, which cooling the, the compute uh, and these clusters to heat the building. Okay. So if they deploy it in the university, right, they use excessive heat to just for the heating of the building, right? And that's becoming a thing because you know the prices for the gas and electricity, and it's very tangible. There is a big focus on TCO and a big focus on being greener. Yeah, Th that is happening. But we also see the the uh, just even small business customers, right? Think thinking about. Um, the headroom in the solutions they do, right? Because, okay, small businesses tend to grow if they're successful. But the other thing is uh, they also feel that more and more customers who purchase products from them want to hear about what they're doing for the environment. And one of the things they can do is to optimize the compute infrastructure. Okay. And I assume for, for Zolodyne um, partners that you work with, um, uh, those that are demonstrating looking at their own uh, footprints, uh, that's something that clearly is something you, 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 you'd be interested in and, and embrace, and, and it's all part of the whole supply chain of just trying to make it as sustainable as possible. Absolutely, absolutely. We, we do have partners exploring angles of, okay, here is a footprint of running certain solutions and data center. Some partners go further and they're inquiring about what is the footprint of producing the SSD? In the first place, and then recycling it, so they're taking it all together as a big picture. We still 
uh, in a lot of exploration and a lot of learning in this stage with our partners, but we definitely uh, committed to help them uh, to do whatever we can as a supplier to help to reduce the footprint and give them as much data as they need so they can make conscious decisions. Okay. Okay. And um, just going back to uh, one of the uh, aspirations of the, of the business, you, you were saying that by the end of the decade, your, your goal is to try and be the number one supplier in the, in, in the global supplier. Of storage, yes. Of storage. Um, so do you just want to outline uh, how the environmental sustainability you think might play a part of achieving that, that sort of, uh, uh, which would be an amazing status for Solidine? I, I, th- I think it goes to, to the points we discussed previously, right? We, we definitely see this big inflection point in the industry uh, when data is exploding and we're trying to be part of it to help people unlock the potential of the data. Bringing in the new, more cost-effective, more greener technologies by optimizing the solutions which work with this data, that's the one thing. Second is making sure our manufacturing, our processes, our logistics, taking environmental angle uh, into account all the way, and then working with our partners to make sure that what they need and what they do uh, is hitting the mark uh, on sustainability and environment as well, and helping them to design the solutions which are better suited to uh, reduce the footprint. And as I said before, not only on this level of just pure hardware, but on what they do and what decisions they're able to make or their customer able to make to proliferate this change down the chain. As I said before, if you have more insight, you can make decisions which help you to reduce waste and um, uh, optimize things down the line. Okay. Well, Alex, um, um, I've certainly learned a lot about um, Solidime, um, both from uh, the setup, uh, the products and technology, um, and as we've just in the second part of the podcast, uh, all things environmental sustainability. Um, so thank you so much for your time. And uh, I'm sure, um, I hope our listeners have also got a really good insight into this fantastic company, Solidine. Thank you. Oh, thank you ever so much for having me here.